Hey there, welcome to another episode of Mission Audition. I'm Stephanie Cicerelli, co-founder of Voices.com, and I'm joined by Juliana Lance. Hi, everyone. We're so excited to be talking to you today about commercials. As we know, this is a category that is really exciting, but what's even more exciting is that we have the Shelly Chenoy here in studio with us today over the line. So welcome, Shelly. Hi, thank you so much. Oh, well, you're you're fabulous. Well, first, let me just say that you are a career voiceover artist, you're a coach, and you're also a director. But what yes. more can you tell us about yourself? Boy, I, I've been a voiceover artist for closer to 20 years than not. I started when I was really young um, and uh, started directing shortly after that. I was asked to start coaching years ago when my when my voiceover reps asked me to start training the other talent. And so I was like, I don't know if I want to train my competition. But then what ended up happening was it just opened up every door for me as a director. So I've been coaching and directing um, professionally for uh, the last eight years and coaching, really coaching every single week, every single day is what opened up those doors for directing. And that's what got me Netflix. And that's how I ended up working with the BBC and doing all of these other amazing directing projects. So when I coach in between directing, it keeps me laser sharp. They all they all sort of feed each other. And then as an artist, it makes me sharper as an artist when I work with other directors from around the world. So it's a never ending circle vortex, guys. <laughs> that's the answer. That's awesome. <laughs> Wonderful. So, yeah. so today, for everybody, uh, we have a casting call that was for a commercial. And in this case, it's a travel commercial. So very exciting. I'm just going to take a moment here to break down the specs. So for this job, we were looking for both male and female to audition. It's for English, North American, so far as our, our language and our accent, you know, a general American accent, to be specific. Uh, we also are looking for some stylistic elements. Juliana, what about those? Yeah, exactly. So the artistic direction we gave talent in the job posting says, the envisioned voice for this campaign is wise, calm, and resonant. Tap into your inner David Attenborough. Be inspirational, but not loud. The voiceover will accompany stunning visuals of the respective travel destinations. So essentially, just to put ourselves in that director's chair or the, the client's kind of uh, headspace, what they're looking for is to get people to go to Jamaica. Uh, you know, they really want these Gen Xers, these Americans who've been working way too hard, prioritizing career over their, their life, basically, to go out and live it. You know, everyone who auditioned, their mission, if they chose to do so, was to emphasize the tagline, make memories for your senses. So be sure that we're listening for that. Perfect. All right. Let's get started with audition number one. Do you remember parasailing off the coast of Jamaica? The way the water sparkled below, the sound of the air gliding against the silken canopy of your sail? Do you remember? No? Make memories for your senses. Travel. All right, Shelley, what do you think? Okay, so we are going to go over seven auditions. I just want to preface something really quick. I use a lot of humor and I'm not, I'm certainly not uh, teasing anybody, but uh, as the talent, and I, I know that all of these talent will be listening. And so um, I'm here to educate. And so we're going to talk about a couple of things with each one. All right. So for this lady, and so if I, I'm, my hope is that I make you laugh, because if you laugh, you remember. Okay. But but that's the most important thing is that you're you're learning what's going on with everybody. So all seven of these people in a good place, but we're going to break this down. So this first lady, she has the potential to tap into the velvety, calming tone of, an, of a Jamaican spot and the encouragement of getting people to go to Jamaica. However, she used 
a little bit of a character voice with this. With, and now she might be thinking, no, that's my real voice. The way that you applied it isn't appropriate for this commercial. And I could hear that she has the velvety tone, but she didn't use it. It's in fact coming across a little bit intense. So if you play it again, can you play just a couple seconds? Do you remember parasailing off the coast of Jamaica? The way the water sparkled below. What she's doing is she's using the inner top back of her throat. Do you remember parasailing in the, do you remember it? Instead of opening up her muscles and allowing for a, liqu a more liquid tone, which I am fully confident this woman has the ability to do. But instead, she tensed it up just a little bit and we got a little spunk here. And that's the reason why her voice actually doesn't apply to this commercial appropriately. And that's why we would pass on this one. Huh, I gotcha. So, so yeah. if she, how would she apply the velvetiness? She needs to open up and relax her vortex, uh, her vortex, <laughs> her larynx. Um, she needs to, uh, I mean, vortex works. Um, I, I would change the, uh, the way she's sitting and the way that she's uh, applying her instrument towards the microphone. So we've got, we've got this. Hey, she's like right here. She's, oh, look at this. I'm just a little bit tense. I'm sitting here like this. But if she opens it up here, then she's going to reach that tone with the proper adjustment in her muscles. You understand? Yeah, absolutely. Your chin's a little bit more forward. You're closer to the mic. Your neck's elongated. She's, uh, we'll just say that her muscles are a little too uh, tense for this, which actually lends her voice to be a little too intense for this. I was talking to a man yesterday. We were, we were working long distance. Um, he's in Carolina or something, the, the Carolinas. I said, do you see how your shoulders are, are positioned? And he goes, yeah. And I go, okay, can you, can you tilt them back for me, please? And can you point them back towards the ceiling? He goes, how did you see where my shoulders were positioned? And it's because you can hear it. You can, you can hear what they're doing with their body in, in the muscle of their voice. So I, I, I see these things as I'm listening. So I understand. And it's not always, and it's not always completely accurate, but it's almost always right on the nose. <laughs> But That's I can amazing. tell I can tell with this woman that um, the muscles in the back, the top and the back of her larynx are just strained enough that she's not allowing for the tone to flow through with the more or less liquid musicality that they're going for with the calm, wise, velvety, all of that. Right. She's just using mm. the wrong muscles. And I loved the comparison that you did where you did it when it was tight and then you did it when it was relaxed and open. And you can really hear the contrast mm -hmm. when you do the side mm -hmm. by side. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. All right. Well, let's move on to our next audition. Yes. <sighs> do you remember parasailing off the coast of Jamaica? The way the water sparkled below? The sound of the air gliding against the silken canopy of your sail? Do you remember? No? Make memories for your senses. Travel. Okay. There's a couple things, and we're going we're gonna to touch down on this uh, really importantly in the next one. You'll hear it as well. But in the world of animation, there is this massive monster category of the world of audio wallas. Now, wallas are nonverbal sound effects. You rarely ever use them in commercials because commercials are written on and and for the client right and what nonverbal sound effects do 
is they create a bias in the narrative. So when this woman goes, do you remember the, well, I know that she remembers and I know that she misses it. And I know that she's really wanting to get to Jamaica herself, but the commercial's not about her. So when she sighs with this nonverbal sound, with this, uh, yeah, nonverbal sound effect with this walla, it immediately distracts the attention from what the client would be aiming for, which is about you going on a vacation, not her going on a vacation. When you use wallas in commercials, it's typically for a testimonial commercial. That's the one, the one giveaway for like, like that's the one freebie that you can use for uh, using, using bias or walla in, uh, in, in the commercial industry would be for a first person perspective testimonial commercial. So that would be uh, my husband and I, we didn't know where to buy paint, but then a friend told us about Ben Moore. <laughs> oh man, I wish that we, right? That's, that's uh, a testimonial. It's riddled with nuance and wallas. You got to be careful with them or else you're going to sound crazy. Um, but in a commercial like this, that is not a testimonial spot. You are there to deliver for the client to the people, not about yourself. Okay, so she biased it immediately right off the bat. Ah, I wish I was on vacation. Um, right? Because that's what that says. Um, and then the only other thing is that the tone of voice that she's using is uh, she's doing what I call the lean in whisper or the I'm by myself at my studio. And if this, this woman had, had used a little bit more of a fuller voice, um, she would have been right on track because she is very nuanced and I like what she's doing. And she, she got there and she did it. She projected, she opened that up on the very last line. Um, but until then, do you remember what it's, this is a little bit too quiet because I'm not using my full voice and I'm, but then she opens it up on the very last line and she's like, let's go to Jamaica. And it's like, oh, there she is. So, um, because there's not a, you know, there, you know, so she's, she's just using, you know, a couple different muscles here. I would have liked to have, to have it been a little bit more consistent from start to finish. And I would not have had her use, uh, this, this sort of this little, little whisper here. Do you remember? Um, because, uh, you know, wise, calm, resonant, and velvety is not like a little, like this tiny little whisper. Do you hear what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And, and with that voice of that whisper that you're you're talking mm-hmm. about, would that also be straining the vocal folds? It, it doesn't sound like it would be helping them to to relax. It's not that it's a strain. I mean, yeah, whispering technically is a strain. It's just that it it really just comes down to the simplicity of girlfriend. Just just put put like sit with your chest a little bit more forward. Get right on the mic and don't be afraid to use your voice. Right. I don't get in front of the voice and whisper unless I'm being asked to, right? We're not asking you to whisper. We want you to tell us where we're going. Do you understand, right? The difference there with, with oh, just yeah. opening that up. And she chose, so it's not necessarily a strain. I mean, it is a whisper, so technically it's a strain. And it's not that, it's that I heard her go into that velvety tone towards the very end of the commercial. What was she saving it for? You know, a lot of... uh 
producers wouldn't sit around and wait for her to get to the end of the 18 seconds, you know? And that's a huge process tip for auditioning on Voices.com is you have seconds to capture the client's attention. So you got to come out of the gate with your best, your A game. You can't wait until the end to bring it. Three seconds. Like you said, you won't get listened to. Well, so I know for a fact that that this one right here, I would have clipped it on the side. (sighs) And bye. Okay. It's not, the commercial's not about you. We got to go. Next. That's that's, that's, how, that's how quickly, yeah. uh, you know, because this is nothing against this fine lady. But like when I'm in when I'm casting and I have 36 of these to go through, I already know that she doesn't that that, you know, not to assume she doesn't know enough about the commercial industry. But what I do know is that she didn't she didn't think enough about this spot to not make it about herself. She made a choice. It was the wrong choice. And that's why she gets skipped. Like a great tip there is to think about, really think about who your audience is and who you are in relation to that, especially in these commercial Mm -hmm. spaces. This is not about Mm -hmm. testimonials. This is also, just to say, this is the second lady that, that I heard could have done it. But in the world of casting, when, when you're waiting for the last line, you know, to, to get there, uh, you're, you just, you just don't have the time. So like I heard she could, she could have done it. Good voice, but wrong application. Okay, we can move on. So, do you remember parasailing off the coast of Jamaica? The way the water sparkled below? The sound of the air gliding against the silken canopy of your sail? Well, do you remember? No. Make memories for your senses. Travel. Wow, more Walla. I could, we could definitely all hear that, I think, at this point. But what do you think, Shelley? So, I have, I have so many pen marks on it. No. Okay, so again... She immediately made it about herself. <laughs> Do you remember? You know, it's just that it's that like party girl vibe, you know, and I'm using extreme examples. I love this girl. She's a fun little button. However, I wouldn't hire her for this commercial because she did. She made very strong choices and they were the wrong choices. She made the entire thing about herself. So the giggles and also uh, lady number one, if she is still listening, we may have lost her completely. She's like, I'm over this. Bye. But she also giggled at the very, very end. She laughed on the last no or something like that. And she, she last, laughed at the last one. Do you remember? No. You have to be so cautious when you're working in the world of commercial. You are asked to emulate joy most of the time for classic commercials. You're asked to emulate joy. And the artist body has to get to a place where they are feeling so much joy authentically, their instinct is to giggle. You cannot do it because what that does, believe it or not, I mean, aside from biasing the commercial to be about yourself and how you're feeling, you more often than not are actually uh, being condescending to the listener. So you, you got to be really careful. Like <laughs> you're distracting from the actual, the, the client will hear that and be like, what is, is, what is going on? So many actors will be like, <laughs> I have the, the cutest little thing here. And the producers are like, no, please don't do that. Emulate the joy, but don't take it to the level where you are then a distraction from the product you're selling. Does that make sense? The other thing is that, so she giggles and then she sighs, okay? And so that just, you know, it just hurts my soul because I can tell, I I know why she's in voiceover. She's absolutely adorable, absolutely adorable. And she has an adorable voice. It's so cute. But 
when I listen to this whole thing, I go, this actor, this artist is not actually paying attention. She's performing. Mm. There is a difference. If she was paying attention, she would notice that now spec adjectives are, are general. You get the idea for me. You can't take them literally because all the women out there, they're like, really? You want me to tap into my inner ad David Attenborough? Like, oh, yes. You know, like, uh, like, how are they going to do that? Right? Like, I walk into a commercial for, shoot, I can't say, but they were like, can you bring a little bit more Matt Damon? <sighs> sure. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, what does that mean? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. You know what? Yeah. I'm I'm at Damon all over the place, right? So it's just like, I, what are you going to do, right? So the ladies out there, they get the spec David Attenborough. There is no parallel female spec for them, but you have to take the, this is for a travel spot, wise, calm, resonant, and the one male spec adjective you get, and you have to reflect that from your own artistry and go, oh, what would that mean? for a, for me and my artist sense and she's like everybody let's go on vacation i think because mm -hmm. she primarily paid attention to the fact that this is for gen xers that work too hard okay so how would you advise people to stay mindful in their recordings after you're done with the recording and you're like this is the best one yet walk out of your studio turn on the television, absolve yourself in audio distractions, uh, turn on the news for a couple of minutes, anything, so that you can free your ears of what you've been honed in on. Come back, look at the specs, look at what they're asking for, look at what this commercial is aiming to do, and listen to your best record and ask yourself if you hit it. Be objective. You have to listen from the ears of a producer. Well, and you're helping us to think like a producer, which is really helpful. The, th the thing is, is that unless voiceover artists have gone into intense training, like really trained, not just like, I've got a good voice, I'm going to give this a shot, right? If they've actually trained, those are the ones that stand out in the crowd. Those are the ones whose mm. careers will skyrocket. So what I'm saying is, there's no way for these artists to know this. You just hope that like all seven of these lovely people take something and go, oh, snap. Like, I never realized that. I mean, I'm assuming more than seven people listen to your podcast, but I know that these, these actors are listening and I want to, you know, high five all of them and say, look, I get why you're here, but you've got you've uh, a little more learning to do, right? Awesome. All right. Well, let's hear the next one. Okay. Do you remember parasailing off the coast of Jamaica? The way the water sparkled below. The sound of the air gliding against the silken canopy of your sail. Do you remember? No? Make memories for your senses. Travel. What do you think, Shelley? So, all right. So here's the deal. He sounds so unnatural, it's as if he just learned how to talk. Then I say to this artist, if he sat down anywhere and someone walked in a room to pitch him this commercial and sat down across from him and spoke to him like that, how he would feel. Do you remember going to Jamaica with the art of the parasail? It's like, what? Like, what is happening here, buddy? Like, no, 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 no. You have to understand... <laughs> 
how you sound. So I would, I, you know, I, I love him. I know he's new. It's okay. This, this happens to everybody, but, um, but with this man and, and we're going to talk about the next man as well. Pacing will make or break everything you ever do. So if he were to actually sit back, you know, the intensity comes from leaning forward. Do you remember? Right. That's the, the intensity is the strain forward. If he were to sit back, sit straight up, and I would like for him to put his hands in his lap and just kind of like even hunch over for the ultimate comfort. Do you remember? And to talk at a person. He needs to imagine that he's talking to a real person. So these are basics. These are, these are basic VO 101s, right? And what he needs to do, I would, I would recommend for this man, I want him to call his best friend, sit down with his friend, take his smartphone, hit record, and talk to his friend until he, they don't even remember that there is a record button anymore. So it might be 20 minutes, it might be an hour. I want him to record the entire thing. And then he needs to go back to that recorder the next day and go from the middle and listen from the middle to the end. Ignore everything that happens in the first 20 minutes. I mean, or listen to the entire thing, but truly to understand what someone sounds when they're speaking conversationally, he needs to first understand how he sounds conversationally. Because when people sit down on the mic and they are presenting something that is not themselves, that's the first detachment. So this is what I would flag as a little bit of red light syndrome. He sits down in front of a mic, it's recording, and something else takes over. I am now recording. Okay, if, I, if, I, if, I, if we never talked about this audition and he didn't remember it, and in three months I sat him down in a room and I pressed play on that, and I asked him how he made himself feel, he would know. He'd be like, oh, yeah, I don't really talk like that. I bet he's so lovely. And he's just like, yeah, so I just wanted to get into voiceover. But then that red light syndrome where you know, all you know is that the mic is live. It does something and it flips a switch. And on this one, it's not the same for everybody. But on this one, it, it deeply affected his pacing and delivery. And it alienized it. You know what? From listening to auditions from struggling talent, it, it happens more often than I think people realize. Yeah, all the time. It's yeah, it's a absolutely. it's a one on it's a one oh one thing. I'm working with a, a voiceover artist named Ron, and he came over. You know, he's um, let's say 26 years old, African American, rich, velvety voice, tons of charisma. So he sits down and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I just I've talked about it with my family. Here's my dad, and we, you know, we da 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 da. We're starting his 10 day intensive. So this was the first day of his intensive where we walk over everything." And I was like, great, so we're going to go over some cold copy right now for you to go home with because we're going to be working on this for the next 10 days straight. And we sat down and I pulled up cold copy. And the very first thing that happened was he took on a voiceover persona. Now, the, 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 the cold copy was for a grocery store was really casual and everyday next door neighbor kind of voice, you know, hey, this is the stuff we have here. And it's just really casual. And it even says really casual. And he sat down and he was like, we sell pomegranates. We also sell flowers. And there's a couple of other. And I, I stopped him immediately. And I said, hey, bud, um, quick question. Who's that guy? Because that's not you. I was hoping that Ron would read this. You know, and it's just, the, you know, and it was a red light thing because he's sitting down doing cold copy for me. And this and I see this every single week because I see the different effect 
that nervousness or performance can take over on your voice. And you want to ask this guy, is this really you? Is this how you talk, talk to your girlfriend? <laughs> Are you a hypnotist? Right? So, the, so, you know, just a couple of things, just a couple of basic things for, for people to take into consideration. Anyway, we can, we can move on to the next one because it is very similar if you don't mind. Absolutely. Well, well, let's play the next file. Okay. Do you remember parasailing off the coast of Jamaica? The way the water sparkled below. The sound of the air gliding against the silken canopy of your sail. Do you remember? No? Make memories for your senses. Travel. So I just wanted, I just wanted people, because we could have skipped over this person, but I wanted him to also know, and I wanted the general uh, listeners, like just everybody who's paying attention to this podcast, how frequently it does happen. And uh, my note for, for voiceover artist number five is same, period, because it's red light syndrome. He sits down. He does not sound like he's talking to a human, let alone a talking human. He sounds quite robotic. He sounds like he himself has been hypnotized. I hear um, it's a, it's a, it's the back of the nasal, um, and it's a little bit. It's not an impediment, but it will come if you are not paying attention and if you don't have clear sinuses, it will sneak up on you. Um, so I heard a little bit of that, but but overall, um, it's the total detachment of of the just the basic understanding of connecting human connection and i just wrote out pacing in huge letters next to number four and number five because those are the strongest examples i bet you if i called that lovely person on the phone and we were chatting he would not he would not be like hi am i speaking to shelly shinoy no that wouldn't happen because that's not how he speaks so he did himself a disservice by you know, just I, I, I would I would say just really not paying attention or thinking too much about it or thinking that that was OK without really diving in and asking, is this OK? You know what I mean? Sounds like we've all got a lot of homework. Anyone who's listening, if you are afraid that that might describe you. <laughs> so uh, just go home, do what Shelley said, you know, have a conversation with a friend, play it through for an hour, only listen at the halfway point and, and further. But that that's really something that no one would be aware of unless they were made to be aware of. I think it's a right. very subconscious thing. So why right. don't we thank you for your feedback on those auditions and for finding those similarities. And we're going to move on to our next audition. Yes. Great. Do you remember parasailing off the coast of Jamaica? The way the water sparkled below, the sound of the air gliding against the silken canopy of your sail. Do you remember? No. Make memories for your senses. Travel. He makes me feel calm. It was well done. Um, and I, I wrote that he nailed almost all of it. And uh, and so there were two things, you know, because everybody's at a different level. There were two things that I would ask him to be aware of. One is nuanced hesitation, which leans itself to being biased. So when he, um, I forget which word he does it on. Do you remember? It's it's like, are we, uh, is this about me? Am I quizzing you? Right. So you've got to be very careful with the nuance of like, do you remember? Because that's not what the producers are going to be go going for, because it, it then biases it if he's 
going too far in that direction. And he he just dipped his toe in um, of for biasing the commercial about his questions as opposed to what the commercial is going for, which would have been just a little bit cleaner. And then I would want him to just be aware of his pacing at the end. Because at the pacing at the end was where he lost me in the, like, so if you don't remember right and it's just like no ah you were right there it's the button you got to close the commercial and keep speaking at your he's got to trust himself just a tiny bit more overall absolutely beautiful those would be the two things where he would have gone from like oh is he getting a callback or is he getting booked right so if, uh. so if he can take a great audition um if he can take a really good audition a really good audition and make it great those would be the two, the two differentiators. How would you like the pacing to have gone at the end? He needed to smooth that out. So, so play, go ahead and play. Can you play back uh, the last line? Do you remember? No. Make memories for your senses. Travel. Right. So, so there's, a little bit, there's a little bit there where he's being um, a little overtly like, no. Right, so that's a little bit of like bias there, right? Because it, it becomes, you know, he's using this smooth, velvety tone. He's got a tiptoe around it becoming sexual, right? Really, there's this little, little finite little thing there where he could just straighten that out just a little bit. No, you know, as opposed to no, that little nuanced drag at the end. That's what that is. He knows he's got this sexy tone. He's got to be careful with it. He's got mm-hmm. to apply it appropriately. Um, and then the other is, you don't remember that pacing? I would have just smoothed that out. So it comes down to just giving it just a tiny bit cleaner with a little bit uh, less on those drags and, uh, and then just smoothing out the end. And he would have booked it on the spot. So really good. So again, this is, this is the difference, you guys, between taking, between like, Okay, so if I'm here to educate, you, you would listen to it and you would be like, yeah, that's really good. And then story's over. But if he wants to know how he can make this, oh, yeah, that's really good to, oh, he booked it. That would be the difference. So he is right on the right track. He's just got to be careful with these tiny little nuances and he's got it. All right, let's play the next one. Do you remember parasailing off the coast of Jamaica? The way the water sparkled below the sound of the air gliding against the silken canopy of your sail. Do you remember? No? Make memories for your senses. Travel. Ooh, can I jump in here and get something out real quick? All right, music. What happens if your music is different than what the client had pictured for this project? You can really throw someone off on how your read sounds if your music choice isn't their music choice. So it's not something that we would recommend, really isn't. What do you think, Shelly? Guys, so here's the deal. So um, I want to give this voiceover artist a really, really big hug because I'm about to destroy him. Okay, so here's the deal. This guy would be dismissed so fast because he has no idea how the commercial industry works in the world of auditions, production, what your job is. Okay. So he, I'm a, I'm a producer and I'm a director and I've created over 500 commercials in the last couple of years, more than that, more than that, 500 in the last three years or less, right? I'm making like 300 a year now 
I can't do math also. But this, this kid, I love this man. I love this man. He's got a lovely voice and he is so sure of it. He made his own commercial. Well, homeboy, what are you doing as a voiceover artist when you really want to be a producer, an audio engineer, a designer, and a director? Get out. You are taking the, you are taking responsibility for jobs we did not ask you to do. You are stepping on everyone's toes. That's what happens when voiceover artists add anything to their commercials. Your job is to deliver the copy. You are the voiceover artist. You don't overstep your bounds and do jobs you're not asked to do. So what this guy did was he jumped in the driver's seat and took this car on a joyride and I can't use any of it. So do you understand that the process of auditions is you send in the raw file because after I get all these auditions, so say, for example, I like two or three of these auditions, I then take the raw audio and I make a mock spot or a demo. That's my job because I'm testing out how your voice works. But what this guy did was he completely debilitated his own audition because I can't remove the audio from the, I can't remove his voice from the audio production he made. So I'm left here going, okay, so you're, you're so clever that you just took the reins and did all of the jobs that weren't yours. And also I will never work with you because you don't understand the job of a voiceover artist. What are you doing here? If you want to be a production designer, if you want to be an audio technician, if you want to be a producer, go do those things. Don't do them here. I need your voice. A lot of people come from a background where they do have production. They've come from radio they've come from, and they think, you know, what, I'm, I'm going to make myself stand out a bit or, or this could be a little more interesting. And they don't necessarily see that what they're doing is overstepping. They're certainly not doing it intentionally, I would expect. So how can we define the, those boundaries? Because we know they exist and, and we know that when a talent goes in, they do an audition and then you leave, your job's done. You don't need to be worrying about a woman, the right voice and who are they going to pick? And all of that is someone else's uh, kind of job to, to be thinking about. But so far as the audition itself, where do talent most overstep the boundaries where you would expect them to just be a voice artist and, and not something mm -hmm. else? Okay, quick answer to that is you're never anything else besides the voiceover artist. Period. End of story. You are not the technician, but it is your job to make sure you sound clean. That's it. Period. End of story. If you do anything else, anything at all, you've overstepped your bounds, you've taken yourself out of the game. And I want to hug him again because I know that, like, I, I'm very, very, like, really direct. I'm not like, personally angry from this but i'm just like no because he's charming and he's got charisma and he's got great ideas i don't care i just want to hear his voice and he took himself out of the game so you can't you can't you're not getting a call back you can't do it because i can't do anything with with this and also there is this tiny part of me as a director and a producer that goes how else would he try to take the reins and and take over my job so um, when a voiceover artist, and so big, big hugs, um, when a um, voiceover artist books a job, booking any job is like, is like, so if you are an ingredient on the shelf of a grocery store, let's say you are a peppered lime and the producer is going through and they're finding the right ingredients for their salad, they're either going to be looking for a peppered lime or not. And if you're not the peppered lime, you're just going to be passed by. And th those are going to be the questions you're not asked. Ah, this person sounded a little too young. That's, that's out of your hands. 
You know, your delivery, I'm sure you can make yourself sound a little older, but then you're going to detach a little bit from what you're going after. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like they're going for super organic. The modern day is an industry. The modern day advertising industry is going for real. So if your realist self isn't the one they're looking for, that's okay. They're going to pass on you and you move on. You just stand there being the greatest peppered lime you've ever been and somebody's going to come along and you're going to be the ingredient they need. My, my whole summary there is just if you're the voiceover, if you're the peppered lime and you're standing there and you're grabbing other ingredients and throwing everything and making your own salad, the producer's going to be like, I, I, was, I was making a salad over here. What? Your salad's <laughs> what you done. Yeah, what? like, oh, I wasn't going to use 20 of those ingredients, but you threw them all in the pot, man. I, I, can't, yeah. make, I can't have that salad. Well, and if we continue your analogy, if a client isn't looking for peppered lime on this job, there is going to be a job that's looking for peppered lime. And of course. one of the reasons that voice matches out there is the matching algorithm is so that you can set your profile up to say, I'm a peppered lime so that all the peppered lime jobs come to you. And mm -hmm, when you see mm -hmm. that those are a hundred percent voice match, that's how you know, oh, these are the ones where I get to be my real authentic self. And just like Shelly said, Forming an emotional connection when we surveyed clients, they said that is the top factor when they're hiring voiceover artists. Mm -hmm. So be true to yourself. And if you're not a peppered lime or a cilantro honey, I don't know, it's okay. Just boo That's who right. you are and be the best that you can be at that. I want to wonderful some, thoughts. some cilantro honey. Yeah. Now we're all getting hungry, Shelly. Thanks yeah. so much. I know. Sorry. Anyway. I, can't, I can't direct <laughs> without We will uh, all being eat hungry. something after the show is done. Um, <laughs> now, that said, all of our auditions are also done. So um, mm -hmm. we're going to take a moment here just to, to kind of let us all sit and think. There were seven people. They've all auditioned. They've read the copy in various ways. But there can only be one person who does win this, uh, this audition. So, mm -hmm. Shelly, we're, we're leaving that to you. Who, who is the winner of Mission Audition? 100%. Number six. 100%. Nice. Yay. Of the course. Yeah. I mean, but but like everybody listening is like, oh, he hit all the specs. He's got the right tone. He did the wise, calm, resonant David Attenborough. And he makes me want to go to Jamaica. Good job. Right. It's yeah. so it's really clear. So like as you're going through and you're like, well, I would have done this and this to make him like super obvious. But I think he was already obviously the winner. Um, and simply because when you're going through the grocery store. And you see the clearest ingredient that you need, and and that was it. You know you can work with that. So it that that's how simple it is too. Like if you listen to the first two and a half seconds of each audition, you know that he booked it. Yep, absolutely. Well, Shelly, I know that someone out there is definitely going to want to study with you. So oh no no no, they are they are afraid. <laughs> well, not if not if they love I'm you for who way. you are. Not if they love you for who you are, Shelly. You've you warned them. You, will, you, you guys will knock them I, down, but give them a big hug. <laughs> I am the best hugger, I swear. <laughs> I have so much love and I have so many cuddles. But yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm sure that I frightened many, many actresses. <laughs> Sorry about that. But yeah, it's all done with love, guys. It's all good stuff. Yeah, it's um, all good stuff. So yeah, so um, if you find me, I, I mean, you can find me a couple different places. I mean, I primarily put a lot of my career on the Instagram. Uh, Instagram follows my um my my personal career and the television and films and the voiceover and the directing and the producing so all of that is what you're going to get and then a couple pictures of my puppy 
And that's it. My Instagram is at Shelly Shinoy. If they if they then want to learn more, um, everything is at nycvocoach.com. And if you get prompted to sign up for the newsletter, you should. I don't send out very many because I'm way too busy. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but I, you know, um, I have educational videos, for, you know, free stuff on YouTube. I'm sh- at Shelly Shinoy basically everywhere. On Facebook, it's at Shelly Shinoy f- official, or that's for me personally. Or for um, on Facebook, it's also at voiceover coach. So you can look up at voiceover coach or Shelly Shinoy official on Facebook, at Shelly Shinoy on Instagram and Twitter, and nycvocoach.com for, to get right to the juice. <laughs> <laughs> to the good stuff. All right. Well, thank you again for tuning in, everybody. Big hugs to everyone. Good job. Thanks for sharing your wisdom. (laughs) Thanks so much, you guys. Thanks for being a part of the voiceover community, guys. We love being on this journey with you. Happy auditioning. 